Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Frankie Mazapika. The title of my message is Dusting Off the Demonic. Dusting Off the Demonic. Uh, my friend, my son brought a friend to church this morning and he told me that he was going to uh, bring his friend yesterday and I already knew the topic I was going to talk about and I went, ooh, I said, why don't you invite your friend next Sunday? And he said, why? I was like, cause you know, I'm talking about demons and it's their first experience and I don't want to like freak your friend out. And he's like, well, I'll just give my friend a warning. I was like, all right, just, just know I warned you. That's all I'm saying. Um, if you're new here, I promise, uh, to be full of, uh, vodka without any water. I'm just telling you now. It's, um, I can't water anything down for you. I can't. I can't. I can't. The good news is, is if you look at me and you listen to me, you're like, this guy is bat crazy. This guy is insane. I've got great news for you. There are 72 churches in the woodlands. You have a lot of other options. But with that in mind, I'm going to preach my heart out, knowing that for many of you, this will, this will be the last time you ever hear me. So we're going to go right into it. Are you ready? Say yes. Están conmigo? All right, let's do this. In Luke chapter 9, verse 1, Jesus did something fascinating. He called all of his disciples to himself. And he gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. All demons, all diseases. But something fascinating happened in Matthew chapter 16, verse 23, because Jesus is having his last supper with his disciples. He's telling them, I'm going to die. The son of God is going to die. And Peter says, no, you are not going to die. And Jesus looks back at him and says, Satan, I rebuke you. So the same person, Peter, the same person that received power to cast out demons is now being influenced by a demon. Now, at first blush, you have to say to yourself, how can this happen? How does this happen? But I, I have an illustration that I believe can kind of piece it together a little bit. When I go, I learned so much about the anointing of, of healing and miracles and, and seeing that, uh, when I went to Brazil several years ago, I've been to Brazil three times since then. Ever since I started going to Brazil and, um, and there were some other things that took place in parallel, we see healings and miracles here every single Sunday. Not everybody we pray for gets healed, but we see healings and miracles every single Sunday. But what I've learned in Brazil, and, and it, when I go, I, I'm not the speaker. I'm, I'm just kind of a shadow of a, a mentor in my life. We got on the bus early on after a service and a whole bunch of people got healed. Um, there, were, there were people that had demons, no longer had demons. They left their body. We get into the, the bus and a guy gets on the bus with one of those CB walkie talkie things. You know what I'm talking about? Say yes. Let me hear you. Say yes. 
He says this, all right, God has done a wonderful thing. I want to do a brush off. Because demons fly around like birds in the air. Uh, there are more demons flying around in the air than the birds that you will see today. Uh, there are everywhere. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, it says, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against evil spirits in an unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world. And so he gets on the mic and he says, We need to do a brush off. And I was like, I've never heard of a brush off before. And, uh, and so he starts praying. He says, in the name of Jesus, any spirit that came off of a person in Jesus name, they are not on us. In Jesus name, every spirit of anger that was on a person, they're not on us. And I'm sitting in the bus and I'm like, yeah, I've never heard of a brush off, but I like brush off prayers. They're not on us. No, thank you, Jesus. I don't know what happened to Peter. I don't know if he was rebuking and then on the way out, like a little, like a little bat fell on his back shoulder. I don't know. But at some point, while he was ministering, a spirit began to torment him and he did not even know it. You can be serving God and ministering to God and be hurting at the same time. You can be leading and bleeding at the very same time. You can be believing in God for a miracle and hurting your soul at the same time. Your soul hurts. Your heart hurts. You can't sleep. Have you ever been there? Say yes. Help me out. At the same time. You can be full of faith and doubt everything you believe at the same time. Are you with me? Say yes. You can say, I believe in you, God. I love you, God. And be doubting everything that you've learned at the same time. Are you with me? Say yes. yes. Say, how is that happening? Well, your spirit and your flesh are at war with each other. Your soul is telling you, believe in God. And your flesh is saying, I've never seen God. It's going back and forth all the time, all the time, warring back and forth. And at some place, at some point along the journey, Peter showed up and he did not even know it. I'm going to talk to you about three things today. Number one, I'm going to talk about manifestations of demons to where you can know. There's a demon in the room. Number two, I'm going to talk about protecting yourself from these demonic spirits. And number three, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the brush off. I'm going to talk about the brush off. Everybody say the brush off. Let me show you a video of, of somebody that the Lord allowed me to be a part of the experience when they were healed in Brazil. I've shared this testimony before, but because I'm referencing Brazil so much, I want to share it again. Uh, take a look at this. Bom, meu nome é Marcela, eu tenho 39 anos e desde os 9 eu sofro com escoliose, né? Eu tenho um grau avançado de escoliose e eu sinto dores pelo corpo, né? E a primeira vez que puseram as mãos sobre mim, oraram, falaram, olha, eu tenho, é, muitas vezes que eu oro para essas pessoas, a coluna costuma mexer. E eu pensei na minha cabeça, não, isso não vai ser possível comigo. E quando ele colocou as mãos é, é, sobre a minha coluna, eu senti na hora o mover de Deus. Minha coluna, ela foi mexendo igual uma cobra. Ela não foi mexendo de uma vez só. Eu sentia torções em cada vértebra da minha coluna e era assim... Foi de baixo para cima. Deus mexia embaixo da minha coluna, estabilizava e parava. Depois ele ia para cima. E aqui na parte superior, onde eu sinto mais dor, foi quando ele fez um movimento tão absurdo que ele puxou o meu braço com tanta força que eu achei que meu braço ia soltar do meu corpo. Foi uma experiência incrível. Então ele estabilizou essa parte. Depois ele veio para a cervical, o um movimento suave. E, por, e aí eu fiquei caída por um 
tempo, né, muito cansado, porque foi um esforço muito grande. E, enfim, eu estou maravilhada com essa experiência, né? E depois eu levantei e a pessoa falou, olha, você voltou aqui porque... E Deus te honrou porque você voltou, você foi persistente. Deus é maravilhoso. Em nome é de Jesus tá eu estou procurada. Eu estou muito feliz, muito impactada é, com tudo que Deus está fazendo e está agindo com mover aqui, com esse tratamento, está sendo tremendo. So let me talk about the three things. Now, again, number one, I'm going to talk about manifestations when you know there's a demon. Number two, I'm going to talk about protecting yourself. Number three, I'm going to talk about the brush off. Right after that miracle, we got, we, we did a brush off. Manifestations. This is how you know when a demon that you cannot see is in the room. The Bible tells us certain things. Number one, he talks about attitudes. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, it says this, throw off, throw off that old sinful nature, which has been corrupted by lust and deception. Let me just hit pause real quick. Lust is a demonic spirit. Lust is a demonic spirit. I, I, I don't want to try to scare you. I want to be honest with you. And somebody who loves you has got to tell you the truth. When you are looking, gentlemen, when you are looking at something that is lustful, there is a demonic spirit influencing you. That's why the Bible says it is better for you to pluck out your right eye than it is for your whole soul to be lost in hell. When you allow your eye gate to open up and allow a spirit to come in, make no mistake, you are not just admiring the beauty of the individual. That is a spirit. How do we know it's a spirit? Because the Bible just said so. Ephesians chapter 4, 22, again, throw off your old sinful nature which has been corrupted by lust and deception. It, it, ladies, lusting, lusting for a man, lusting for another woman, men, lusting for another man. These are things that are demonic and that you have to know that. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit in 4.22, Ephesians 4.22, will come in and renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Your thoughts and your attitudes. Let me just camp on the second word. Attitudes. 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 That there are attitudes that a person can have that are demonic. And you may say, I'm just mad. I'm just angry. And that's natural. And I'm a human being. And that's just what happens. I'm human. I'm a flesh. Look, here's the thing. I do not believe that all anger, that all sickness is a devil. I don't believe that. But I also believe that there are attitudes and sicknesses and Bible illustrations back this up that demonic forces are behind playing with that person like a puppet with their hands on strings influencing the entire family influencing the marriage influencing the children that's why the Bible says parents don't provoke your children to anger there is anger there's a spirit of anger guys there really a spirit I'm so glad you asked Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, it says, Do not give a foothold to the enemy and have anger. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. 
Anger, anger goes from a momentary human emotion to a spirit when it is sustained or uncontrolled. If it is sustained, you can't stop being angry. It's, it's just bubbling in your soul like hot lava in a volcano. It's bubbling. You're, you're thinking about it all day long, all day long. It's a tormenting spirit arguing with the person, thinking about the person, yelling at the person in your head, building your case. The next time I see them, I'm going to say this. Thank you. Thank you. This side of the room has no idea what I'm talking about. They're oversaved. They're all oversaved. They just walk with angels. The rest of us, we know what life is all about. When you're building that case, his anger has a foothold. When, when it's burst, I'm so sorry. I can't control myself. There is a spirit of anger. There's a spirit of anger. You are all, I'm not, this is my last balancing statement of the day. Last one. I'm not going to balance another statement again for the rest of the day. Not all anger is a devil. But you have to admit that devils influence people to anger. Not all sickness is a devil. But you can flip the pages of the Bible and clearly see that demons cause sickness. You can find in the Bible people being sick without a demon. But you can also find people in the Bible who are sick because of a demon. Here's the thing. If you are not aware of demons and you are not noticing when they come into the room, they will come and camp out in your house. They will find a place on the lazy boy and you won't even know they're there. The only thing you'll know is that you're finding yourself constantly having a bad attitude. Your people in the house just have a bad attitude all the time. You got to just acknowledge that there is a spirit that causes a bad attitude. And that's why the Bible says, Ephesians chapter 4, 22, he will give you a, he will renew your attitude in your thoughts. There was a man named Saul who was in this deep depression. And the only thing that could get him out of the depression was when somebody came in to worship. I've met point number two, protecting yourself. I've met many people, many people that have come to the Lord with a spirit, a spirit of, of depression or a spirit of lust or a spirit of anger. Come to the Lord. The Lord delivers them. They walk out laughing with joy that they haven't experienced in weeks, months, years. There's some people in this world, they don't laugh. The, the way they laugh is they say, huh, that's funny. That's them laughing. Ah, huh, that's funny. Well, if it's funny, my God, they laugh. When the joy of the Lord comes in you, you are laughing. There's some people who haven't laughed in years. They get delivered and all of a sudden they're laughing and you come back and you see them 30 days later and they're right back where they were before. How in the world does that happen? I'm so glad you asked. In Matthew chapter 12 verse 43, the Bible says that when a demon leaves a person, he goes through dry places seeking rest. And then he says to himself, I'll come back to the house from whence I came. And when he does, he brings back seven spirits stronger than himself. So that the state of the person is actually worse than it was before. The Bible says, I'm going to go back to that house. Doesn't that make you mad? That a spirit looks at a person and says, this is where I live. No. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, it says that God gave us the Holy Spirit, that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So there is a fight. Who's going to live in the house? Who's going to live in the house? You know that an enemy is living in the house when unrighteousness is the theme of the life. You know an enemy is in the house when you are entertained by the things that Jesus had to die for. You know there's an enemy in the house when you cannot control your anger and your bitterness lasts for days. You know there's an enemy in the house when you're easily offended. You know there's an enemy in the house when your eyes squint at people and you find yourself angry at them and you hardly even know them. You know there's an enemy in the house when lust is a common thing. There's a lot of people that debate whether or not they're a Christian or they're not a Christian. And the Bible solves that whole debate in 1 John chapter 3, verse 10. It says that we know who are children of God and who are children of the devil. For those who do not practice righteousness and love other believers are not children of God. You're not children of God. You can call yourself a child of God all you want to. I can call myself, uh, you know... Don Juan DeMarco, the greatest lover who's ever lived. It's not true. Ask my wife. She's sitting right there. I can call myself whatever I want to. The reality is, is that those who do not practice righteousness and love other believers, you are not a child of God. You can say, I don't believe that. Just find a, just find like one scripture to support your belief instead of walking around saying, I don't believe that because the only thing I'm sharing with you is scripture. I don't throw an apple at me. I'm just reading the Bible. The day I get up here and I'm not sharing scripture, somebody get me off the stage. I'm sharing scripture with you. And this is how you fill the house. When your mouth is full of praise, your house is full of the Holy Spirit. When your mouth is not full of praise, there is a spirit that is influencing you. Why is it so hard to pray and worship and seek God when you're angry? Because there's a spirit putting a master lock on your jaw. It is hard to worship God when you're mad at somebody. It is hard to worship God when you're offended. It is hard to worship God when you're looking at pornography. It is hard to worship God when you're trying to be right when it doesn't even matter. No matter who's right, there's conflict in the air. It is hard to worship God because there's a spirit putting a lock on your jaw. You can't get your mouth open. You can't say it because when there's an evil spirit in your heart, there's no praise in your mouth. There's no praise in your mouth. If you can't say I love you at any moment of the day, you have to ask yourself why. If you cannot say at any moment, at any time, I love you, Jesus, you have to ask yourself why. Well, I love him, I'm just not saying it. Why can't you say it? If it's so true, why can't you say it? Why can't you raise your hands and say, I love you, Lord? Why can't you say it? If it's so true, say it. Say it! Say, I love you, Jesus! Say it! If you can't say that because you're so mad, what is going on? Well, not all anger is a devil. Well, okay, fine. We'll talk about that some other day. Say it! Say it! Say, I love you, Jesus! 
time. If, if there's a moment in your day where you cannot say out loud, I love you, Jesus, ask yourself why you can't do that. Well, I'm not in the mood. Let's talk about moods. No, let's not. I don't have time. You got to fill the house. Everybody say, fill the house. Say, fill the house. Say it again. Fill the house. You know what the house is full of by listening to the tongue. The mouth reveals what's in the house. The mouth reveals what's in there. You know of the six things the Lord hates and the seventh he detests. There's a list. Six things I hate, seven I detest. I wish everybody in our life would be that clear, don't you? Like, this is exactly what I don't like. Don't make me guess. Don't make me wonder. I can't read your mind. Just tell me what you don't like. He put six things I hate, seven I detest. Number one is a proud look, a haughty look, a proud look, a haughty look. Of all the things, what about cutting someone's throat? No, 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 no. It's this thing that really chaps me off. What about blowing someone's head off? No, 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 no. This, that really sets me off. This face is not of God. It's not of God. I'm a Christian. I love God. Well, why is that face looking like that? Why does it look like that? Look in the mirror. Take a selfie. You love taking selfies. I know you love taking selfies. Don't change your face. So just I wonder what my face looks like right now. Bang. Look at that face. That's so why I should have named the title of the message. Look at your face, girl. That's what. You got to fill the house. You got to turn on something. Turn on some worship music, something. If you're walking around, you ain't prayed in a long time because your jaw is locked up. You have to ask yourself, who locked up your jaw? I know it wasn't you. You didn't say, I want to be a person that can't open my mouth and worship God. That wasn't you. It wasn't God. Who put the lock on the mouth? You say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more mature than I used to be. Oh, God, don't let me ever be mature. Don't ever let me be so mature that I can't worship God. Don't let me ever be that mature. Don't let me ever be cool. Cool Christians are cool. Their heart is cold. Cool Christians are cold Christians. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm chasing rabbits now. Let me go to number three. There's something about the brush off. There's something about the brush off. The term renounce, to renounce a spirit. What does that mean? Is that kind of new age? Well, I looked it up just to make sure that I'm not dabbling in something that's not godly. To renounce something is to identify a door that you have opened for the spirit. To renounce, I have opened up a door, I've opened up a door, the, the eye gate or the ear gate, I listened to music or my mouth gate, my eye gate, I've, I've opened up something in my spirit and, and now there's something in my house and now I need to renounce it and tell it to get out. And as I was preparing for this message, I got on my knees and I said, Holy Spirit, talk to me. 
Is there anything I need to renounce? Anything at all? Because there's, there's no position that is so important to me that I'm going to stand on it and have a spirit in my life. It's not worth it. Everybody say, it's not worth it. Come on, let me hear you. It's not worth it. I got on my knees and sure enough, the Holy Spirit started bringing things to mind. Started bringing things to mind. It was a little embarrassing. It was uncomfortable because you walk around thinking that you're perfect and you're right most of the time. Are you with me? Say yes. Are you with? <laughs> Somebody elbows their husband. Say yes. I got on my hands and knees. Holy Spirit, speak to me. I didn't keep saying, Holy Spirit, talk to me. Holy Spirit, talk to me. Because it's a wonderful thing about him. You only have to say it once. There's some people in this world, you wonder if they're listening to you. And you have to say it like 17 times. Not the Holy Spirit. I said it one time. Holy Spirit, is there anything in my life I need to renounce? Is there, is there anything, any sin, any attitude, any, anything, anything at all? And sure enough, sure enough, I know you're surprised. I was too. <laughs> I'm being cheeky. I'm only being cheeky because... I'm uncomfortable, and I make jokes when I'm uncomfortable. But the truth of the matter is, is that the Holy Spirit started speaking to me, and I started renouncing one thing after the other. And it started off really shallow, and then it got really intense. And it was first, it was like, I renounce all the anger. I renounce all the offense. I renounce fear. I renounce anxiety. I renounce every word that I've said to my wife, to my children, to my friends, to people I don't know. Do you know that we will stand before God and every idle word that we have said will be brought up in the throne room? Every idle word, every free word, every, every word, God, I, Lord, I renounce it all. And then all of a sudden, I was shocked by what came to my mind. Shocked. I've mentioned Brazil more than a few times for this point as well. When I go to Brazil, I notice that God is doing phenomenal things. But I've also noticed that in Brazil... That there is witchcraft, like insane witchcraft. The miracles are off the scale. But there's a spirit of darkness that's insane, voodoo, like crazy. And I started thinking, while I was asking the Lord, is there anything in my life? And all of a sudden, my grandmother and my grandfather come to my mind. They were born and raised in Brazil. I didn't know them very well. I have no idea. What kind of life they lived. No clue. I have no idea what kind of life their parents lived. What their brothers lived. I have no idea. But I had to ask myself, why is this coming to my mind? This is so abstract. This is so Greek. I, I, this is insane. And so I was coming to my mind for a reason, evidently. And so I started wondering, Lord, I renounce anything that my grandmother has done. I renounce any curse that my grandmother might have done. I renounce everything that my grandfather has done. I renounce everything that their parents have done. Do you know that when you invite the enemy into your life through witchcraft, through Ouija boards, through all these things, you're not just inviting them into your life. They are affecting your children. They 
They are affecting, they have the power to affect your children's children. When you invite them into your life and you entertain them with your eyes and entertain them with your mouth, entertain them with their attitude, it comes on you like funk and you bring it into the house. If you go roll around with the pigs and you stink like funk and then you come home, you bring that stench into the house. Parents say yes. You bring it in. And I'm like, did my grandmother do anything? I renounce any witchcraft my mother have done. My father, not my mother, my mother's got it. My grandmother, my, 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 all the way up. Because I'm telling you that once someone has entertained the devil, that devil has a right, a legal right to take that position until someone comes along and goes, I renounce your right. Your right is out. Get up. 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 So this is what we're going to do today. And I told you at the beginning of the message, if you're looking for a church with a Bible study, you accidentally walked into the wrong church. But theres I know the pastors here, and they're all good, except for there's a couple Hindu things. Stay away from those jokers. But there's some great Christian churches for you to go to that are far more middle of the road than me. And you will be much more comfortable there for some of you. But you mess around and come wandering into Celebration Church, I might pitch a ball right down home plate. I just might, I just might come right to your address, right, right home plate. There's too many divorces. There's too many. I've seen, I've seen a mother bring a child, six or seven years old, tormented, acting like, like, I don't know what scientific label they gave the kid, the problem, the, and as she is renouncing the son is being healed. She had no idea. She was a Christian in a church setting. As she's renouncing, he's being healed. I told you I'm not going to make any bouncing statements, so don't say, do you mean that all kids are that? No. I don't like the word all, so leave that out. I'm just telling you what I saw. I'm telling you the authority that the devil has when someone opens up a door. And so this is how we're going to close the service. In a moment, I'm going to ask everyone to stand up. I just saw everyone's Adam's apple go, 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 go. <laughs> In a moment, I'm going to have everyone stand up. Everyone. You know, the, the, the children, the, the, the children, uh, teenagers especially, incredibly, incredibly, incredibly powerful. Sometimes adults have lived so much life, they're so confused, they're living amongst the thorns. Uh, they're, 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 uh, Matthew, I can't remember. It's amongst the thorns. When, when, uh, someone receives the word of God and it gets crowded out by worries. Just worry. Worry. Sometimes us adults, we eliminate ourselves because we are consumed with worry. 
It's crowded out by worry and the pursuit of wealth. That's what it means to live amongst the thorns. Okay, okay, okay. For the one person in the room, I'll make a balancing statement. Mental problems fall into three categories. Emotional problems, three categories. Sometimes it's biological. Sometimes it has to do with the situation. And sometimes it has to do with the demon. There you go. If you need a balancing statement, there it is. I hope you're all happy. But this is what I will say. Nobody ever suspects it's a demon. But we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principles. Oh, we all know the scripture. I'm telling you. God, take dominion. You have to take dominion. You have to. You have to. Genesis 4, 7. If you do what is good, will you not be accepted? Because if you do not, sin is crouching at your door. Its desire is for you. You must master it. So I'm going to have everyone in the room stand up. And yes, go ahead. Now's a good time. And this is what I want to do. I'm going to ask everyone here to close their eyes. Try to vision, visualize Jesus. Now, I've seen people do this. And they get extremely emotional. If somebody next to you starts getting really emotional, help them come down to the altar. I've seen other people do this. And they just feel better. There's no emotion attached at all. They just feel better. But this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Not yet. We're going to put our hands out like this and we're just going to say, Holy Spirit. We're all going to say those words together in a moment. I'm just telling you what we're going to do. Holy Spirit, is there anything that I need to renounce? And whatever comes to your mind, Whatever comes to your mind, whatever, even if it doesn't even sound like it would be a spirit, just whatever comes to your mind, you have to say it, say it, don't think it, say it. Now, do you have to say it loud enough to the person next to you hears you? No, but you have to say it. I had to say it. Everybody's got to say it. Whatever comes to your mind. And if you feel yourself battling on the inside, you feel a struggle. It's like, what is happening to me? You need to come down to the altar. So why do I got to come down to the Look, I didn't write the Bible. Evidently, God loves altars. Come down to the altar and let the Holy Spirit do its work. I do not do demon deliverance with people, so don't call me. That's not my thing. I'm a pastor. I'm here to tell you how to walk in freedom. 
That's my job. And the Holy Spirit is here and he will free you today. Put your hands like this. It's going to be a short prayer. And after that short prayer, I just want you to start talking whatever comes to your mind. And if you feel yourself getting emotional or you're battling something, I want you to come down and let the Holy Spirit work. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I need your Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, speak to me now. Is there anything I've let in my life? Say it. Is there anything I've let in my life? Has anyone in my family allowed something to be in my life? Bring it to mind right now so I can renounce it. It's just you and the Holy Spirit now. Renounce whatever comes to mind. Say it. You got to say it. If you feel yourself battling, then come down here. Let the Holy Spirit work on you. Say it. What do you renounce? Keep going. It, say it. I'm yeah. <laughs> say it. Say it. Got to say it. Look at me. Be free in Jesus' name right now. Be free in the name of Jesus. Every enemy, every spirit, leave now in Jesus' name. Now, 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 in Jesus' name. You got to say it.
you feel yourself conflicted, if you feel yourself battling, look at me. Say it. What do you renounce? Say it. Look at me. Be free now in Jesus' name. Now. 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 In the name of Jesus, every spirit leave you now. Now. Come now. If you feel yourself conflicted again. We didn't come to the house of God to play patty cake. There's freedom in this room right now. There's freedom. God's moving in this room. He's moving in this room. Come on, raise your hands again. Everyone in this room that comes, whatever comes to your mind, say it. I renounce it. I renounce lust. I renounce anger. I renounce bitterness. These spirits have no place in my life. Get out of my life. Leave me alone. In the name of Jesus. People come to church to be free. They don't come to church to hear a preacher preach. They come for miracles. They come to feel the presence of God. And these signs shall follow those who believe. They will rebuke demons. In the name of Jesus. Raise your hands. You'll be free. You'll be free. You don't have to walk out the same way you walked in. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. The presence of God is here. Look at me. Sweetheart, look at me. Talk to me. What do you renounce? Say it. Say it. They're gone. Be free. If you've entertained a demon in this room, if you've been to a, 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 a witchcraft at any degree and you want to be free, if anyone here has ever dealt with witchcraft, I want you to come down here. This is your opportunity. Don't play. Don't play. Don't play. If you're not praying, you're playing. Come on. Raise your hands. Say it. Say it. What do you renounce? That's it. Say it. Yes. Say it. That's it. Say it. Say it. Keep talking. Keep talking to me. Keep talking. I want to tell you, please, the enemy wants to stop you from talking. You got to keep talking. You got to keep talking. You got to keep talking. Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, this is God's house. This is God's house. Every spirit of the enemy, I reject you. 
We command you to leave now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name now. Now, worship team, come up here. We're going to fill ourselves up in a minute. But God's working right now. He's working. Go ahead. Raise your hand. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Be free now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit that has ever tormented you, I reject it now in Jesus' name. Raise your hands right where you're at. Raise your hand. Take your hand off her. In the name of Jesus now. On three, be free. On three. One. Look at me. Look at me. One. Every demon that has ever tormented you, reject you now. One. Two. Three. Leave. Now. Now, tell her to raise her hands. We're going to fill ourselves up before you leave. Tell her to look at me. Look at me. Say it. What is it? Say it. I renounce anger right now. You have no place in my life. I want somebody to pray with her. There's other people here who have the same anger. It's a a spirit. It's a spirit. I want you to say it now. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. It doesn't matter who's right. It doesn't matter who's wrong. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're talking about freedom right now. Say it. I renounce anger. I renounce bitterness. I renounce offense. I renounce it. I renounce it. I renounce it. Satan, you got to go. Satan, you have to go. We're not playing around with you anymore.